Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, everybody. It's Jamie Lee Curtis, and you're listening to the Good Friend Podcast, presented to you by iHeartRadio. It's a podcast about friendship. We talk about everything. We cry. We laugh. We think about what it really means to be a good friend. And I have conversations with some of my best friends, some people I've never met, and sort of everything in between. So I hope by the end of it that you have a really good sense of what friendship means to me and the people that I consider friends. And I hope you can take those same ideas into your own friendship groups. And I hope you enjoy it. This is how we roll here. We roll into it. We roll out of it. There's no big, I know, there's no big announcement. I'm trying not to pretend to be like a daytime television, although I do get into my late night DJ voice which sometimes gets very DJ. My guest today on the Good Friend podcast is a good friend, is a friend who has taught me as much about friendship as anybody I know. And that is my friend, Kathy Waterman. Welcome to the Good Friend podcast. I'm so happy to be here with you, Jamie. I never thought I would do this when you first asked. And here I am, because you are a good friend. So let's talk about why you wouldn't want to. Why? 
because I'm very private. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to betray your privacy stuff of, in your life or your family, but you do represent friendship in the most beautiful way uh, for my listener. Um, I do think we have one, Kathy. I, I try to like to think we have one. Um, Kathy is a spectacular jewelry designer, uh, creator. Um, we did not meet because... <laughs> of her children. We met because our daughters danced together. But over the years, obviously, I've had the great privilege of wearing her stuff whenever I do public things. Um, I wear a child charm around my neck 24-7 since the day she placed it around my neck. And um, she is as important a person to me as there is. Um, And you represent friendship to me. Um, You represent it in all areas of your life. You grew up here in Los Angeles. I did. I grew up in Burbank, California. And when we talk about friendship, you may want to be asking questions, but here I go. Um, I started kindergarten and kindergarten through the eighth grade. I had one friend. One (laughs) friend. She was my best friend. There were all sorts of people around who I was friendly with. But when I had play dates, it was always with Sue. She was different than I was, but she was the same, which I think is something I found with most of my friends. But yeah, in Burbank, California, Southern California girl, not afraid really of very much, except being in public. Um, yeah. I, I, un- I understand you're a private person and that this, this is a public, this is sort of as public as you like to be. And the great news is that it's just our voices and our stories and our hearts connecting. And, um, you know, you brought up something already that's interesting to me, which is we don't necessarily look for friends who are just like us. That the way you described her is that you really didn't have necessarily something in common, that she was different than you, but that you connected. Can you think or talk about what aspects of her were different? So I found that through most of my friendships, whether it's wanting or yearning to complete yourself, to find missing pieces, um, to learn, you laugh. I'm, I'm not, I'm, that's amazing. Continue, please. Sorry. Just, it's finding new ways to be. Um, so Sue was a Christian scientist and it, I, I'm a Jew. And it fascinated me that she was never vaccinated. Uh, we got in line for the salt vaccine at our grammar school and Sue wasn't there. And when they did, they did some kind of, during school, some kind of religious programming. Sue wasn't there, neither was I, because it was mostly Christian. But um, she had a big family, a big Swedish family. And it, it was, it looked different. The home looked different. She had a a lovely, June Jacobson was a lovely homemaker mother. Her father had a job as a truant officer. It couldn't have been more different than my enterprising, entrepreneurial father and my seeking mother. She was always looking for something new and different and intrepid in that way, more so than I am. But Sue was a kind girl. 
a lovely girl. She accepted me, which is, you know, that's, I guess that's a prerequisite, you know, an acceptance without judgment. Yeah, that would be the definition of a friendship, right? To be a good friend is acceptance without judgment. You, again, as you always do, you go right to the heart of the matter. And you said something that no one else has said. You find the missing piece. And I've been looking for missing pieces and connecting up. And I didn't realize that that's what it was. Because you and I are very different people. And yet we were missing pieces for each other. And I didn't really know that before this moment. Because when we first met, you remember, I joke you about this all the time because you said, I've never had a friend who's an actor. Kind of as a sort of declaratory statement, sort of like actors go away because I get it. And I felt kind of privileged to be that friend who was an actor. But honestly, I think we we didn't know it when we became friends. But there is an aspect of a missing piece with each of us in each other's lives. And I just think that's the first time anybody has mentioned that. And here you are talking about your first friend where you were missing pieces for each other. It was very different. Most of the time, people talk about finding the similarities. And I love that you, you talk about it in reference to a missing piece. Yeah, you know, I think what I said in the beginning was similar but different, the same but different, different but the same. You and I have so many similarities. We can, I think, complete each other's sentences. We have minds that never quit. You are far more adept at, at, at taking your ideas and joining the whole world with them. And I admire that beyond that ability. But there's something, and you know, I can't articulate what it was about me that fit with you. But what I can say was you take my comment about never having an actor friend as disparaging, just a statement of fact. It was just, I had lots of friends and lots of kind of friends in different periods of my life that's an interesting thing is how someone, you and I have been friends for a very yes. long time. And I tend to have very long friendships, although there's some friendships that have my law school friends. I love two people in law school. I don't see them. I don't know much about them. I probably should Google them and see what's <laughs> going on. Uh, you know what I mean? It's But some people are constant. And those people are the people of your heart. It's like you're magnetized to them. Right? I think you and I were, it just happened. It couldn't, I don't know if I could describe it, what happened, you know, what the attraction was, but I think we both had it. Food, it was our daughters for sure, our beautiful daughters. Our daughters, we live near each other. We have a similar locale of where we planted our lives, and we both have planted near each other in a very special place that we both love. Our daughters became friends, which allowed us to spend 
more time because often that happens where your kids connect, but you don't necessarily connect to the parents. I know the friendships that you have made through all three of your children's passions. So uh, your eldest son, Nikki, was a soccer player and you had a crew of of kids in the soccer and their parents. And you were all very close. You did that with Coco, your youngest, with soccer and friendships. And you certainly did it with Claire, your middle, who it was my daughter, Annie's friend, when they danced together. And that's where we met. We met in a dance class. We met we met waiting for our kids as they danced. Watching our kids. Yes. Watching our kids dance. It wasn't so much. We, we, of course, we were waiting, but I think we were witnessing. I think we were we were exploring this world of who are these kids? Who is this teacher? Um, you know, who are these parents? What's this whole milieu about? And I, I have to say that Annie is my first grandchild's godmother. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. You and I, you and I are close and you and, you know, you and my youngest daughter, Coco, are close. And Annie and Claire, you know, my middle daughter, your oldest, are dear friends and something special for one another, a safe place. And you're a safe place for me, Jamie. It is things I don't talk to anyone else about. I can talk to you about. I feel safe. That's really special. That's something that doesn't come along that often. No. And the only way you can feel real safety with somebody is when you really start to peel those layers away and let each other into the difficulties of life. Life is hard for everybody. Um, uh, I refer to it as everybody gets their turn in the barrel many, many times. And you and I have had that. We've also, I don't know how much you remember, but you and I took up rock climbing together. (laughs) Oh, we did. That was joyous. That was joyous. So the thing, the reason I brought it up for my listener is... Kathy and I became girlfriends through our daughters who were dancers. And we went to a lot of dance competitions. We were dance moms. I don't know if you've seen that show. We were those people in the stands cheering our daughters when their fuetes landed and, you know, when their numbers went well at the awards. You know, we went to dance competitions together for five, six years. Um, regularly. But Kathy and I also went, I think it was a birthday party of somebody where it was at a climbing gym. And Kathy and I took the introduction class together for adults. Now, we had never done a sport together. Uh, Kathy is not an athlete. I'm not saying she's uncoordinated or not strong, but she is not an athlete. Um, We we showed up at this class 
And I guess it was such the beginning for me of where I felt that I had something unique with you. The what you need to know to my listener is that Kathy has very close friends and there is a group of them and they are all the similar age. They all had first children together and other children together. All of the children were all friends. And so I'm not saying I felt outside of it, but it's a strong bond when when you come to a group of women who are you know, very close friends. And Kathy and I rock climbing and laughing. Kids say L-A-M-F-O. Like, no, I don't even know. Somebody will tell me. I'll get a letter now going, that isn't what L-A-F, whatever it is. Laughing my whatever, ass off, whatever. L-M-A-O. L-M-A-O. We laughed because we were new at something. We didn't know how to do it. And I suggest to any person listening, if you are just connecting up with a new friend, find a pastime that neither one of you know how to do and then try to go do it. Because we were both learners. You had to learn knots. You had to wear all this gear. And then let's see if Kathy remembers. On belay. Belay on. Climbing. Climb on. I never knew the climbing climb on. Yes, because on belay, belay on means I are, uh, is the safety, are you my safety? Which is what is, you belay someone, you stand below them holding the rope. And if they fall, you support them, you save them. When you're climbing, you say on belay. And then the other person speaks the language and says belay on. And then you say climbing, which says I am now going to start to climb. And then the other person says climb on. And when they say that, that means I've got you. And I think that's what I took away from the whole thing, Kathy is that there was a level of, I've got you. Safety. Safety and laughter and failing miserably um, climbing these rock walls. And we didn't keep it up for a very long time. I think we did it a couple months. It's, by the way, incredibly hard on your hands. Um, And for whatever reason, it didn't last for either one of us. but it was a momentary beginning that allowed us a new step into each other. And allowed us to fail together. There's almost nothing more fun than failing. It's something that means nothing, right? And both of us are easy to laugh, really easy to laugh. Yeah. And we laughed. Oh, yes. But we've laughed through a lot of things. We've laughed through sheep in Ireland. In Ireland. Oh, gosh. Oh, I know. Gosh. By the way, when you go to visit somebody on a farm in Ireland, they don't really mention that if you walk out in the fields, you're going to just be covered in sheep. You just they don't mention it They're you know, because they're just covered in sheep all the time. So they just think it's normal. We were both laughing. So hard. Couldn't have been more fun. Yeah. 
We'll be right back with more Good Friend after this quick break. So stick around. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free saturdays are for sunshine especially for your ears with another election ongoing wars and natural disasters we know the news can be a lot to take in and we're determined to share the bright side of humanity Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. One of the most important things for me in being a friend is being useful. It's not so much I like to look good or I like to feel good, but I'd rather be useful than learn a new sport. I'd rather be useful than a lot of things. And you have been useful to me in um, exercising demons. That's that's a very strong word, but I think, I don't know if you're... Listeners will understand what that means, but we've all got them. They live inside of us. Very often, I keep them in a boundary box in my in my mind somewhere. My daughter, my youngest daughter, taught me about boundary boxes. How you put things away, you don't really go to them unless you intend to. And so I keep these things in boundary boxes. But when they're overflowing, I call Jamie. Mm. Help me release them. You help me clear the rocks from the path so that I can be free again. Well, uh, as you know, I'm in recovery. And one of the fundamentals of recovery is a phrase, you're only as sick as your secrets. That secrets, um, sorus, um, conflict, um, keep you as you said, not able to be free to move forward from it. And yes, we have boundaried lives. And of course, there are people we have boundaries with, and that's healthy. 
And that's as we become adults, we learn more and more about boundaries. We have families, all of us. But being able to really open the box and let that stuff out and in a safe, you I mean, you brought up safety from the beginning, just in a safe way, through conversation, through not talking, from just being, bearing witness to someone. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an, it's such a crucial aspect of friendship for me. And I think for you. Yes. The, the sense of the ability to be vulnerable. So I can be vulnerable with, you know, I have a set of friends and it's a small group and most of them friends for like you, Jamie, you know, I don't know how long we've been friends, but most of my friends, very few new friends, you know, a couple of my new friends, but they're not, it's not, um, I'm not sure that the ability to be vulnerable is there. That's, that's, that's a soul person who will allow me to, to expose, expose pain, I guess, expose fear. Most of it's fear-based, I'm sure. Yeah, I think but, it's yeah. very human. So, the, right. The ability to be vulnerable with someone is um, special. And by the way, uh, going back to the rock climbing metaphor, when you're climbing high and someone else has the rope and y- y- you have to totally trust that that person in you know as the kids say has your back you know i have your back it's all designed to say i am trustworthy i am there for you i'm interested in you i care about you and what happens to you and life happens to everybody everybody has life um it's the beautiful thing about life and the heartbreaking thing about life and we've been able to do that with each other i want I, I you mentioned your early life having one friend and even though you're in the arts as you said you went to law school um and you have a very strong parent you had two very strong parents um your mom was a seeker a real thinker and seeker and your dad was ambitious and smart and tenacious and creative and clever. And, um, and then you married very young. How old were you when you met Eddie? I was 18 when we had our first date and we married 10 years later on, um, yeah, the day of our first, the anniversary of our first date. So yeah, we've been together for a very long time. I, as you know, have been also married for a very long time. Um, as I like to say t- to my first husband, <laughs> he does not like it. Poor Chris. Whenever I just make a joke and say, like in a bio, you know, where you you submit a bio about yourself and it's just, they're so boring. So I always try to make it funny because it's just my nature. And so I would write, um, you know, she's, still married to her first husband. He just does not like it. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, My husband does not like that I don't wear a wedding ring. 
nor does he, which he can understand that they're the same thing. It's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back with more Good Friend after this quick break. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. In your early mom friendships um, with your with your crew, I would call them like your crew. This is this is a group of women that have been together through a lot. Right. Three women. Yes. Oh, three other women. No, two other women. Two other women. Right. So your triumvirate. Yes. Friendship. Normally, it's funny because we've had I've had a couple um, interviews where I've talked to two people at once, two dear friends. Um, and it's always interesting to see how people navigate threesomes. And obviously, it's not fair to really talk about it in depth here because they're not here with us. But um, your friends, Barbara and Donna, have and you have a very close triangle of friendship with um was it the birth of your children that really connected your dots all at first or was it i actually don't know what the original seed the original seed it's interesting um so i went to work after i i passed the bar and decided I'm not going to be a lawyer i'd like to do something creative I had a sense, you know, I had been very academic as a child and 
went to work um, as a story editor, worked in development for two men, Steve Tisch and John Avnet. And working for them, I met John's wife, Barbara. And we hit it off right away. She had no children. Her daughter is turning 40, so we've probably been friends 42 years, best friends for 42 years. And I left that job not long thereafter and kept Barbara as a friend. Uh And through our three children, similar ages, um, and Donna, we are not, we are alike and different. And Donna, who... I think I met Donna probably five or six, seven years later because our kids played soccer together. Then they ended up going to school together. And I would, when we talk about a triangle, we do things together. We'll give parties together, but they're really individual relationships. They're much more, it's much more my relationship with Barbara and my relationship with Donna. It's not really about a triumvirate. That's not, I don't think any of us would see it that way. It's interesting because I think the triumvirate is simply my impression, not ever that you guys have give. Do you know what I mean? It's not I'm not I don't refer to it as a triangle because of something you do. It's because I see I would see you in our early friendship when we first started to get to know each other often there would be some sort of event, social thing. And as you said, you would do things together. And it was a feeling of real safety. You know, a triangle is a very, uh, it's a symbol of uh, equality and safety. And, uh, And I have admired the way you guys have as friends conducted your friendships and families over these years. And of course, we're all of the age, people's families, we've lost parents. And, um, you know, there, there have been the life on life's terms aspects of life that have affected and, um, you know, brought us all a lot of sadness and um, and, and, the and the opportunity to hold each other up, the opportunity to prop each other up. So in those, those moments, you know, I, I remember saying to you when Janet died, I'll be your mom. Mm. I'm a little older than you. And I said, I'll be your mom. And I wanted to give comfort. So there were opportunities, there have been opportunities through life to, to take part in joy and to share the sweetness and the hard edges and the opportunity to build together, to plant gardens together. It's been remarkable. Yeah. I've watched your family and lived with you through so much. And I feel honored to be included, to be a part, and to watch and contribute. And I feel honored how you participate in my life and the life of my family. I'm honored. 
has nothing to do with you being an actress. Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> I know that. And that was a and, joke. Uh, really? Um, and I remember when my mom died, and I remember you saying that. Um, and when I think about people, I, I, I do think about those moments. And that's what really sort of grounds that heart connection. Um, and then I think about us rock climbing and just laughing or trying to do those ridiculous Sticks. stairs. We happen to live in a neighborhood where there are these sort of famous climbing stairs. By the way, we call them climbing stairs. You know, the people that invented them just called them stairs <laughs> because they they served a purpose. They brought you from a higher level down to the ocean level. But of course, we now have turned them into an exercise regime. And there was a period of time, thankfully it's over, um, where we would. And again, I think that, but that's what I think the listener wants to know is because that also bonded us. Trying again a new thing that was hard to do. It's hard. Those things are hard. And you you can not even do one all the way. And then all of a sudden you can do two. And by the end of it, I think we were able to do like four times up and down these stairs, seven times. Six times, and it never got easier. You think after you do the first one, okay, the second one's going to be easier. Maybe the third, you'll get into a rhythm. Your heart's going to be beating. You're going to feel the tingling. It never got easier, ever. No. It was horrible on the <laughs> first one as it was on the sixth one. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I do, I, I think of those times also as much as the heart stuff, I connect immediately when I just think of you, I will think of the emotional connections that we've had through hard times. I remember um, when your dad died and um, for the listener, I'm a little early to things. Um, and I was the first person at the service. Um, and <laughs> before Kathy and her mom even pulled up in the cars. And so I was sort of standing there, but I, I remember that day very, very well, deeply, as much as I remember the silly, funny, um, times, uh, that we have shared, including, a a, a vacation we took together up in the mountain area and had a had a crazy um, a rafting. Yes. A, a, oh my gosh! Yes, a, that was fabulous and scary. And we have been through every single emotion. We have been through every kind of experience together. It is so rich and deep the memories. And thank you for bringing some of those up. I'm not sure I would have heard celebrity. Yeah. Rock. Celebrity rock. Uh, the reason we say it uh, is that we were in a boating incident where we were floating a river. It happened to be that the water table was very low. And so where normally the um, boats sort of just cruise through this one area because the water was lower, it changed how the boats got through and our boat ended up um, up against this huge boulder 
in the middle of this river and it kind of went up on its side and it filled with water. And it meant we all had to get out of the boat and climb up on this huge boulder. There are about seven of us. Um, and then they would flip the boat, figure it out. But there was a moment where they were trying to make sure that the boat didn't go all the way down the river. So there was a rope and they were trying to tie it around the rock. But at the same time, I got into like total boss Jamie mode because I didn't like a rope being around anybody anywhere near. And we had kids with us and I was really stern because saying, I don't care about the boat. I care that a rope is being somehow around us. And God forbid that, you know what I'm saying? It was a moment. And the reason we call it celebrity rock is, as I said, in high water, this little passage is where you get really good pictures of the people on the boat. So the professional photographers that the boat company hires are poised on the bank opposite this big boulder, because normally people are, you know, paddling through and everybody's got that look on their face like I'm really tough. And you get these great pictures. Well, here we were now, this group of people straddling this rock. It was simply that uh, they happened to be there in that moment. And we got the pictures back and we called it Celebrity Rock um, because, you know, what are you going to do? So I, before I let you go, I do just want to talk about conflict in friendships, which, you know, um, it, it, it is not something I don't think you and I have ever had a, a conflict. And in my life, my way of dealing with conflict is I just sort of shut down. I get very quiet kind of silent, silent scream. I'm like Edward Monk, you know. Um, what about you? Same, same. I, uh, yeah, I am, I would say conflict averse. I don't choose friends that I will have conflicts with. I'm not a judgmental person. And so I'm very accepting and, you know, you can pretty much do you. And and, you know, after all of these years, I know what that looks like. And if I see something new, it's, um, yeah, it's you. And I grew up in a home with a father who was extremely mercurial. And you never knew what would trigger him. Most likely it would be spilling the milk at the dinner table. And I learned how to put a wall up. And I think a lot of us do this. Mm-hmm. And. And that wall goes up like that. There's very little to bring it down, except now my children are able to say, let it go. Mm-hmm. It's been a long, hard learn for me with my friends. My friends, I don't have conflicts with my friends. We all accept one another as I do you. Jamie, I can't imagine anything. Yeah. Any place we would conflict, we'd rub up against each other in a way that made each of us or either of us feel uncomfortable. It won't happen. And I avoid them firing someone. Oh, my God, it's the worst thing in the world for me. And in, But in friendship, it doesn't come up, luckily. Mm-hmm. 
And yet what I love is what you opened with, which is that you, your best friend growing up was somebody very different from you. And that level of not needing to just be friends with somebody who's just the same as you and really having that expansion to be able to accept people for who they are and, and love them for who they are in their difference from you. Um, that missing piece is uh, a profound statement about a good friend. And I couldn't be happier hearing it from you on the Good Friend Podcast. Thank you for being here with us. I'm so happy to have been here. I love you. I love our friendship. And I love everything new that you do, Jamie. <laughs> you thrill me. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, for my listener, um, stay safe out there. And God bless you. And Kathy, thanks for being here. And thanks for being such a good friend. Good Friend is produced by Dylan Fagan and is a production of iHeartRadio. Our theme song, Good Friend, is written, produced, and performed by Emily King. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple and what else was it gonna like that's what the song wanted thanks for listening to this episode of the crew call podcast on deadline no one likes to talk about money am i saving enough can i buy a house am i paying too much in taxes will i be able to retire what if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder now you can. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.